This morning, I'm going to try to be sensitive and aware of the time. Sister Madison, can you give me my Bible and stuff there, please? And uh, thank you so much. Those of you that are going to class, feel free to do so at this time. And I am going to do my best to bring a word of encouragement to you today, uh, as well as to our graduates that are with us this morning. I I'm very blessed to have some of my family with us today that is from out of town, so welcome to all of you. I'm so thankful that you are here with us this morning. Uh, But if you have your Bibles today, I'm going to ask you to turn with me to the book of Psalms, chapter number 78, the book of Psalms, chapter number 78 this morning. Be there in just a moment. Uh, As you're turning, I would like to give you one verse of Scripture as you're turning there, I did not give them this verse to put on the screen this morning, but it's one that you are probably familiar with in Second Peter chapter 2, verse 9. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. What a word of encouragement for all of us today knowing that God chooses people. And this morning, I am going to do my best uh, to talk to you simply about, if I was going to title this message today, it would simply be chosen. And I'm going to try to minister to us uh, as individuals, uh, as well as speak concerning the church, and also try to deal with Part of the things that's going on in our nation today. Now, I'm going to do my best uh, to do this in a timely fashion for you, but I, I was going to go a different direction, but then early yesterday morning, alone with the Lord, the Lord began to just really stir some things in my spirit. So that's how we arrived with what I'm going to try to deliver in your hearing today. So I would pray that while I know that we have lots of things on our schedule today, we got a graduation to go to at 2 o'clock, you know, and we, we got graduation parties that we're going to do. We did them yesterday. Some of you may already be tired. Uh, we got all kinds of stuff going on, but I'm going to ask you to give me 30 minutes this morning at least, all right? And you all saying you'll never do it in 30. I just said I just wanted you to give me 30. I didn't say how many I was going to take after that, all right? Uh, but, uh, but I want us to just have a mind to hear what the Lord is going to say to us today, okay? Can we do that? So in Psalm 78, we find that there is a people that are paused and they are taking a moment and they are reflecting or they are remembering that God has always been their rock. He's always been their source. He's always been the one that has delivered them in very difficult situations. And if we was going to focus on all of this chapter, man, there's a lot of things we could talk about, but we're really going to focus on the last few verses of this chapter. But before I get there, let me just give you verse 1. It simply says, Give ear, O my people, 
simply saying, I want you to listen. I want you to pay attention. And simply says, to my law, incline your ears to the words of my mouth. And he's simply saying, what, what you need to hear amongst all of the noise and amongst all of the noise is you need to hear what I'm saying, not what men is saying. And the reason for that was he said that generations to come, if you go down to about verse 6, and he says that for the generations to come and your children, they, they would hear and they, they would understand who I am and what I am. And, and meaning this, don't ever forget the blessings of God and the faithfulness of God. And then it goes in and begins to kind of reminisce about the time they was at the Red Sea and couldn't come through. And it continues to just tell the stories of God faithfully delivering his people. But then it brings us to verse number 70. And that's where we're going to preach from this morning for a few moments. After talking about all of the deliverances and all of the things, all of the faithfulness, we find in Psalm 78, verse number 70, it says that he chose David, also his servant, and took him from the sheepfolds, from following the sheep great with young, and he brought him to feed Jacob his people and Israel his inheritance. So he fed them according to the integrity of his heart and guided them by the skillfulness of his hands. Now, when I first began to read this, I thought this passage of Scripture doesn't really fit with everything that's going on in this chapter. He's talking about I've been faithful at this season. I've been faithful at that season. And I've delivered you from here. And I brought you to this place. And I brought you to that place. And then at the very end, he says, no, by the way, he chose David. So the question is, who chose David? We know that. God chose David. To be chosen simply means to be selected from several. Means to be preferred. Or it can also be one that is identified as elect. We see in the story of David that he was not thought of as the most likely to succeed. His own father failed to acknowledge him when the prophet come to town. If we visit the story of David before you get to him sitting on a throne in Israel and in Judah, you have to go all of the way back to understand that David was perceived as illegitimate. He was one that was out in the field with the sheep. And we find in 1 Samuel chapter number 16, let me give you a few of these verses. I know it's a little bit more reading this morning than normal. But notice in the very first verse, as well as verse 4 through 7 of 1 Samuel, it says, And the Lord said unto Samuel, How long wilt thou mourn for Saul, seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel? Fill thy horn with oil and go. I will send thee to Jesse the Bethlehemite, for I have provided me a king among his sons. Verse 4. And Samuel did that which the Lord spake and came to Bethlehem. And the elders of the town trembled at his coming and said, Comest thou peaceably? And he said, Peaceably I am come to sacrifice unto the Lord. Sanctify yourselves and come with me to the sacrifice. And he sanctified Jesse and his sons and called them to the sacrifice. Then verse number six, and it come to pass when they were come that he, Ben the prophet Samuel, looked on Elab and said, surely the Lord's anointed is before me. But the Lord said to Samuel, look not on his countenance or on the height of his statue, 
because I have refused him. For the Lord seeth not as man seeth, for man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. If you jump down to verse number 10 of that chapter, it says, and again, Jesse made seven of his sons to pass before Samuel, and Samuel said unto Jesse, the Lord hath not chosen these. Allow me to stop just for a moment and share with you this morning. It does not matter if man doesn't acknowledge if God has chosen you. Young people, please hear me this morning. It doesn't matter what the world says. What matters is what God has proclaimed and what God has created you to be. Please hear me. David was out in the field with the sheep and notice everybody else, all of his brothers was passing by the prophet. Is he the one? Is he the one? Is he the one? No, he's not the one. And you find in verse number 11, it says, and Samuel said unto Jesse, are here all thy children? And he said, there remaineth yet the youngest and behold, he keepeth the sheep. And Samuel said unto Jesse, send and fetch him. For he will not, we will not sit down till he comes. And he sent and brought him in, and now he was rooting with all of, of beautiful continents and goodly to look at. And the Lord said, notice this, arise, anoint him, for this is he. And then verse 13, Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brethren. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. I shared with you last week the four dangers of America, the loss of all sense of remembrance and reality and restraint and respect. Today in this hour in which everything has been shaken that can be shaken, we need the chosen men and women of God to awaken and arise and lead us into the things of God. And I want to say to you this morning that it's not just elderly men, that it's not just elderly women. But God is calling young men and young women, and you and I have to give place to them, and we have to encourage them. But notice, I believe it is important for me to remind you of the following. John chapter 15, verse number 16. It says, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain and that whatsoever you shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. Let me expound on that just a little bit more. Paul began to write to the church at Corinth and he simply wrote this matter in 1 Corinthians 1, 23 through 28. He said, but we preach Christ crucified unto the Jews. It's a stumbling block. Under the Greeks, it's considered foolishness. Uh, but under them which are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God, because the foolishness of God is wiser than men and the weakness of God is stronger than men, for ye, set, for ye see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called, but God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And God hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty and base things of the world and things which are despised hath God chosen, yea, and things which are not to bring to naught things that are. Now, Paul writes a little further talking about this 
to one that he mentored by the name of Timothy. In 2 Timothy chapter 2, the first four verses, you read these words. He says, Thou for, therefore, my, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus, uh, and the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, uh, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ, no man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. The chosen of God this morning must safeguard against the distractions of this world. I believe that we must examine today the reason David was chosen. When the prophet was with Jesse and said, surely this is the one looking at Elab, he looked the part, he had the demeanor, but the Lord simply said, that is not him because I look at things differently than man looks at things. He said, I look at the heart of man. Now, God is a God that does not change. We understand that this morning. Uh, and therefore, uh, you and I must realize uh, that God has his focus in one place and one place only, to be honest, this morning. Yes, he wants all to come to the knowledge of Christ. Uh, yes, he desires uh, that no man should die lost, uh, but that all should come to repentance. Uh, we read that, we understand that in Scripture. Uh, but the only only entity uh, on the planet today that has the heart of God uh, is the church. Uh, notice with me, while other organizations are doing amazing things, uh, wonderful things for humanity, uh, they look like Jesse's son Elab, uh, but the Lord says, that's not who I've chosen. Uh, at this time in history, uh, God has chosen to use uh, the church, uh, and he's chosen to use the church uh, to reach the world. Uh, and that means uh, any man, any woman, boy or girl uh, that accepts Christ as their Savior uh, and begins to follow after him. All things are old. All things become new. Uh, and they put on a new creation in Christ Jesus. Uh, you become the ones that are chosen uh, to begin to fill, fulfill the mandate, uh, which is to go into all the world uh, and to make disciples uh, of all nations. Please hear me this morning. Uh, today it is the church uh, that has been selected. Uh, that's why I can say to our graduates this morning, uh, God has chosen you uh, for such a time as this uh, to go into the place wherever you may be going uh, to be the ones uh, that will change uh, a culture and a world uh, with the message of Jesus Christ. Uh, listen this morning, please. Uh, it is the church that has been selected uh, and I know the world doesn't think too highly of her uh, and they even mock her and make fun of her, uh, but that doesn't change uh, the fact that God has chosen to anoint the church uh, to lead in this hour. Uh, so young men and young women, please hear me. Uh, much like David's day of anointing, uh, we are witnessing a lot of similarities. Uh, I'm not going to be political this morning, uh, but please hear me. Uh, in those days, uh, when the prophet come to David uh, and said, I'm going to anoint a new king uh, under the unction of the Lord, uh, notice there was a man that was in leadership uh, that 
God said, I have refused him. I have removed my hand from him. Notice, his spirit had lifted off man and said, I'm going to do a new thing. This morning, much like in David's day of anointing, we are witnessing leadership in our nation in which God has lifted his hand of and is not approving. His spirit has lifted off men and women and he has rejected their vile disrespect towards his word. And he has chosen in this hour to once again send the prophet. And can I tell you in the year 2021, the prophet is not coming on the scene empty handed, but he is moving under the unction of the Holy Ghost much like Samuel did. And the prophet is coming with a horn of oil. And this horn of oil is not to walk around and make something smell good, but it is to begin to be poured out upon a church who is the chosen of God. And there's some young men and young women, some adults, some middle-aged, and some elderly that's about to begin to get a new sense of aroma put on them because there is a fresh anointing of the Holy Ghost that's about to be released in the United States of America. I do not come this morning discouraged and down, but I come to tell a young generation that there is something stirring, there's something moving. upside down. I want you to hear this preacher this morning. The oil is beginning to be poured out on the chosen. Don't you back up. Don't you let a spirit of intimidation come against you and say you can't be because you don't qualify like this. Can I tell you, David was in a sheep field. Nobody wanted to acknowledge he existed, but God knew right where he was. Can I tell you, young people, God knows right where you are this morning uh, and he has chosen you. Uh, he has called you uh, for such an hour. Don't you let the world uh, stop what God is starting in you. I want you to hear the word of the Lord this morning. I'm going to hurry today, but please hear me. In my time alone with the Lord yesterday morning, I began to hear the Lord and he began to deposit things into my spirit. Uh, I don't take this lightly, uh, but I, gotta do, I just got to release this morning. Uh, hear me today. Uh, in this season, says the Lord, uh, stop and remember me. Uh, for it is this, uh, it is in this time that, I, that you need to understand uh, that I have sustained thee. Uh, it is I that has protected thee. Uh, it is I that has blessed thee. Uh, it is I that will lead thee into the promises that I've reserved for this hour. Uh, I am now anointing my church, says the Lord, uh, to drive back darkness from this nation, says the Lord. Uh, there are those that are standing today uh, that will soon begin to fall, says the Lord. Uh, you will begin to hear a sound uh, much like the falling dominoes in your political system uh, and fear will grip the hearts of men. Uh, I am taking the curtain and pulling it back, says the Lord. Uh, there is a great uncovering coming in recent and in of just a few days. Uh, and said, says the Lord, uh, that which I am now releasing uh, will cause a tormenting spirit uh, to come upon men uh, and you will witness their hearts failing them. Uh, I am removing the unknown shepherd boy from their place of obscurity uh, and I am anointing them uh, to reposition them uh, to lead my people in this season. Uh, I am now transitioning my people, says the Lord. Uh, I am moving you 
from glory to glory. That which I'm releasing, you have not yet seen. Older generations have sampled, says the Lord, but that which I have allowed them to taste, I am now releasing in full measure upon the chosen, says the Lord. I will be exalted. I will be feared. I am restoring that which man have marred. My bride is now entering into the hour of preparation. She will begin to have a new aroma come up out of her. Her continents will begin to become more beautiful. And her beauty will begin to illuminate the area of her dwelling. Wayward children will begin to run to her. The broken will begin to seek shelter in her. And the hopeless will fall in love with her. The day of restoration has come to my people, says the Lord. I have heard the cry of my people. And now I will honor my word concerning them, says the Lord. Somebody give him a shout of praise. This morning, in the midst of everything that's going on, I need you to hear me this morning. Psalms 91 verse 1. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Verse number 5. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, uh, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thy eyes shalt thou behold uh, and see the reward of the wicked, because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high, thy habitation. Uh, there shall no evil befell thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. Uh, they shall bear thee up in their hands, uh, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Uh, thou shalt tread up on the lion and the otter, uh, and the young lion and the dragon uh, shall thou trample under feet. Uh, can I tell you this morning, uh, I want you to walk from this place today encouraged. Uh, I want you to walk out of here with your head held high. Uh, I want you to walk out of here knowing uh, that God is still anointing his church. This is not yesterday's manna. This is not what other generations had. But in this very moment of time, I simply came with a very clear message. You have been chosen for this hour and this season. You can play and be religious all you want to. Or you can fall on your face in the presence of Almighty God and you can become the church of Jesus Christ. And you can walk anointed and appointed and you can turn a world upside down but listen somebody gotta understand it don't matter what man has said what matters is that God has called for you young people God is calling you he's wooing you saying come come why it's because there's a horn of oil for a generation mommies and daddies yes support them in everything that they do Support them in school. Support them in furthering education. But you better support them when you see them pick up a Bible and go to the house of God because that is their source. That is their strength. That's what's going to keep them in the day of trouble. That's what's going to keep them in the time of struggle.
struggle. That's what's going to be their rock. That's what's going to sustain them. They are chosen of God this morning. You've got too much, in, too much invested in them to let the enemy come along and steal everything that God has ordained for them to be. This morning, David was chosen. Not because he looked like he had it all together. Because he had a pure heart. Young people, hear me. Be careful what you let come here. Because what comes here, it will either make this pure or it will contaminate it. And David successfully leaded Israel because of the simple fact he led them and he fed them according to the integrity of his heart and he guided them by the skillfulness of his hands. What does that really mean? He kept his heart pure, but he also developed the skills, the talents that God had given him. Young people, just because you're graduating today and those that's not graduating or those that have already graduated, please hear me, that doesn't mean you're done. It really means you're just now beginning. It means now you have to begin to develop these hands. David, skillfully. How many knows to do something skillfully, you have to do it and practice continually. You continually develop. Hear me this morning. God is wanting to develop you. Now how I understand in the natural realm, you're going to go hit the gym hours at a time. You're going to go to the musical instrument. You're going to spend hours there. You're going to hit books and you're going to write and study and you'll be amazed that when you write your first paper at college level, keep that thing. And then when you graduate in four years from college, pull it back out and compare it to what you're writing four years later. And you'll say, who wrote that? Because you will be completely developed differently. We understand all of that, and you've got to give diligence to that. But the Lord is calling us, the church, not just the young people, but he's calling us. Please hear me. In the midst of our blessings, we've become complacent, and we've become lazy. If we're not careful, the church has put this on a shelf We've not used it. We've abandoned this. Then we wonder why the Holy Spirit's absent. Hear me, the Holy Spirit, he is a perfect gentleman, but he is also easily grieved. And he's grieved when the church does not have this and it does not have that. If you want the Holy Spirit to move in your life, if you want to learn how to skillfully move in the Holy Spirit, you have to always have this. You have to always have this. It's not a list of do's and don'ts, but it's about spending time and basking in the presence of God. Because it is the Holy Spirit that teaches us all things. Or said this way, 
It is the Holy Spirit that makes us become skillful. David was successful. Please hear me. David was successful because he led and fed the nation with the integrity of his heart and with the skillfulness of his hands. What God is entrusting to his church in the year 2021 has not just been entrusted to any body of people, but it's been entrusted to the true remnant church of Jesus Christ all across this nation and the nations of the world. And he's entrusted to the ones that have integrity of heart and have skillfulness in their hands. Why? It's because I sincerely believe that there's a harvest that is white in the field and we have just a very short time to bring it in and then there's going to be a sound from heaven and the church is going to meet the bridegroom that he is preparing her for right now. So I have to ask you this question this morning as they come to the piano today. Do you believe that he is desiring to do a work in this hour. You see, if you believe that he is, then you have to, and I have to, self-examine. We have to ask the question this morning. If God has chosen us like he chose David, are we able to lead right now with integrity of heart? and with skillful hands. Are we able to take a generation into the presence of God where they can receive that which they have need of today? Today, let me remind all of you under the sound of my voice, there's an enemy that is real. He's come to steal, kill, and destroy. There's an enemy that's come to tell you that it never can be. It has to always be this way. But I come to tell you this morning, where the first Adam failed, the second Adam didn't. And we have a high priest that can be touched today. But not only do we have a high priest that can be touched, we have a high priest that has chosen us for such a time as this today we can fulfill that which God has called us to be or we can ignore the call see for David to experience a change he had to first come into the presence of God in a manner that he had never known before. Samuel the prophet said, surely it's this one, or possibly it could be this one, or possibly it could be that one. But every time the Lord said no, the Lord said no. 
is there not yet one more son? Is there not just one more somewhere? I wasn't there, but I couldn't help but think that maybe that moment, Jesse might have been a little embarrassed. Maybe dropped his head a little bit. Said, well, yeah, I do have one more son. He's out keeping sheep, though. He's, there's no way the Lord's going to anoint him. Look at, look at these. Go get him. And when he arrived, that's the one. Anoint him. I hear continually, continually, negative report after negative report concerning a generation. Oh, they don't do this and they don't do that and they're, they're not this and they're not that. Can I be very blunt and honest with you today? A lot of the statements that are said is true. I'll give you that. But it's not from their makings. It's a lack of our leadership and development. So we're, they're not the problem. We've the problem. We left the principles of the faith. We fell in love with the world. We did all kinds of crazy stuff that wasn't ordained by God. And while in men's eyes it says, well, maybe no, 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 no. But God says, that's the ones I'm choosing for a last day harvest. I'm sure, without a doubt, when David was out in that shepherd field when he came, he had scars from the briars. He had marks on his body from being in there digging those sheep out and keeping them safe. He wasn't altogether put together like some but when they sent word he ran and cleaned himself and he came in and he said here am I and in that moment the prophet began to pour a horn of oil in the presence of his brethren I don't know what it looked like I don't know what it sounded like but all I know is this the word of the Lord says in that moment and from that day forward the spirit of the Lord came upon him he was changed before their eyes. I can tell you today that there's a generation that's about to be changed. The church in America is about to see the church of Jesus Christ transform before their eyes. It's going to be misunderstood. Not always understood by most. And you say, why now? Here's what I believe wholeheartedly. I believe that there's a bear and a lion in our future. I believe there's even some Goliath and his brothers in our future. I believe that. But I also believe that when I walk with the oil of the Lord, there's not a blind that can stand, there's not a bear that can stand, and there's not a Goliath that can stand. Because the Bible says he's coming back for a glorious church. Folks, if you'll position yourself where God is calling you to be positioned, you will experience the glory of God on a level that you have never known.
So young people, elderly people, and everybody in between, you're chosen this morning. You're chosen to be his hands, his feet. You're chosen to love. You're chosen to be the smile. You're chosen to be the word of encouragement. You're chosen to go to the gutter and pull them with the love of Christ. You've been chosen to evangelize the world with the greatest message that Jesus loves. If you're under the sound of my voice this morning and you don't know him as Lord and Savior, would you hear this screaming preacher this morning as I just tell you today that Jesus loves you. It's not about a name over a door. It's not about what others say. It's simply about for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever would believe in him would not perish but would have everlasting life. Paul wrote in Romans, said, If thou wilt confess with thy mouth that he is Lord, thou shalt be saved. Will you believe this morning? Hi, everybody. This is Pastor Jade Abrams here. I want to thank you for joining us today. And I also want you to connect with us. You can find us on all the social media platforms listed below. And we would love to catch up with you, hear what God has spoke to you, and continue to follow us. And we love you, and God bless you.